The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. There was fury on social media yesterday and throughout the week because there was delays of up to 40 minutes on some of the intercity rail lines and on the DART service. Uh, passengers on board, uh, Dublin to Port Leash, Dublin to Rosslare, have been facing considerable delays. And one of the reasons that they're giving, and you know you're in the station and Pearson say, Irish Rail regrets to inform you that the train is now going to be in half an hour's time or whatever. Uh, I think they have it pre-recorded. It's so uh, ubiquitous. Uh, but they're blaming lorry drivers who don't know the height of their vehicle and they're crashing into the bridges and they're now being called dumb truckers. Well, who else could we talk to about this? My old sparring partner and friend, Barry Kenny, Corporate Communications Manager with Irish Rail. He joins us now. Good morning, Barry, and welcome. What exactly is the cause of this problem of delay? Uh, well, even yesterday, as was afternoon, within about an hour, we had three incidents where truck drivers, frankly, were driving recklessly. Uh, and obviously, this is those individuals, uh, but not all truck drivers. But we had a truck hit the, a bridge at, at Pierce Street in Dublin at 3.20 at basically the same time in Port Leash, another truck hitting a, a bridge there. And an hour later, at Serpentine in the, in the Sentiment area in Dublin, uh, we had a truck damaged at the level crossing there. So you can imagine, particularly on the dark yesterday, and as you say, Ross Line as well, that those two incidents coming so close after each other caused delays of 30 to 40 minutes on, on all of our dart and computer services. Um, and it was a day yesterday when we had four concerts around uh, the Dublin area. We had uh, Sting and Blondie in Malahide, you had concerts in Fairview Park, you had Trinity College and Marley Park. So we had an extraordinarily busy day. People trying to do the right thing, take public transport, get to, get to the events, uh, and then stressed out by the fact that these needless delays were happening because uh, people were driving around trucks in a, in a reckless manner. Thankfully, we got we got everybody there, but certainly if you were on the first trains to move when once those crossings and bridges were cleared, they were packed and it was uncomfortable, and that's not what we want to do for people. Okay, what what can be done in terms of signage or alerting people? Uh, you could imagine with some of the uh, HGVs that, you know, there could be foreign drivers coming in uh, and so on. And I saw a photograph of a bus errand bus in Cork mm. that was mangled under a thing. You'd think they'd know the local route. I mean, like, if it happens once, you could say, look, it's a random thing. If it's happening systemically, you need to do something about it. Uh, is, there, is there anything that you can do? Well, firstly, I mean, you know, and this really needs to stress for, for bridges in particular. Knowing your load as and the height of your load uh, as a HGV driver is a basic part of road safety as for all of us knowing that you wait for the light to turn green to go. Uh, it is that basic and it is indefensible. So, I mean, we would work with the Gardaí, obviously, where we can get the information that's needed. We pursue prosecutions, obviously, things like uh, penalty points and uh, and payment for damages is, is something that's done as well. Uh, in terms of, you know, we there's very clear signage on all of the bridges. And we were talking about this issue 20, 25 years ago. You could probably say that there were places around the country where signage was obscured or there was issues, but that is something that is, is, is very clearly done. There are areas where you can make other interventions. I know Port Leash was one yesterday, but it used to be a far worse area. Uh, we've put it, uh, you know, new advanced signage uh, in advance of those bridges, uh, looked at structures. Uh, it's not always possible where you'd have a structure uh, ahead of a bridge 
to to indicate the height and to indicate that people should change. One area and something we do want to expand a lot on here in Amy Street, literally outside my window, um, the bridge here was one that was uh, frequently struck. Uh, we now have, as was a actually a laser uh, enacted sign in advance. And uh, it, it triggers a warning to people if they're driving towards it with a, a high load. And we've had, I don't think we've had a single instance that's been installed. We are going to install those on a few other bridges around the network that are kind of re- repeat offenders, as it were. Um, so a lot done in that way. But I mean, that does not remove the responsibility and the obligation for hauliers to know how high the load that they're carrying is. Because I mean, it's not only railway bridges. That, that, that sometimes have clearances uh, that, that are lower than that. Uh, and there are ways of getting around with, 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 uh, without uh, driving into bridges, frankly. Okay. Now, I, I, I use, I, I would do, I'd say, on average, about six rail journeys uh, a week. I am actually one of your best customers. And I haven't, I'm only 63. I don't get the free travel pass. I get the 6.20 a.m. or the uh, uh, 806 from Enniscorthy because I can stand up, unlike in a bus, uh, with my back problem where I can't yep. sit for more than half an hour. And I have to say, on the positive side, the conductors, I've got to know them all, uh, Jimmy and Tom and Joey and all those ones. You have really good staff and really friendly staff. And it's one of the best things about Irish Rail. Uh, you still haven't fixed the Wi-Fi. There's a shortage of carriages. You get on either the 438, 538 or 638 coming home from Pierce. I guarantee you, you know, I mean, I'm starting to think you should just run the rail service and let the dart, let people get onto the dart from Bray onwards. You could get more journeys. The last one home is 6.30 in the evening, which is too early. Does anyone sit down and say, well, look, you know what I mean? Changing train isn't a bad idea. I think it's something you would look at. I mean, we have a, a number of areas around the country where there are changing trains. Obviously, most services from Kerry, uh, we change at Mallow, most and, and, and Limerick, Limerick Junction, Limerick Junction. You, you, you change, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I, I think in terms of expanding service in the Dublin Ross airline, it's certainly an option. I, I think people do want those kind of core services that, that, that operate through. Uh, one of the things we're looking at at the moment, I suppose, in the DAR Plus programme, is how we build more capacity into that line. Grey Head is an issue um, and, and to allow us to run more trains. In terms of additional carriages, we do have 41 new carriages uh, that are coming into service from the end of this year onwards. And, and intercity travel is surging. I mean, in terms of the kind of post-COVID recovery, intercity is basically uh, ahead of our pre-COVID numbers now, whereas dark and commuter is still a little bit behind because you do have the hybrid working, but we're about 90% all the same. So we've got those 41 carriages. So like like I see, I, yeah. I often count the number of carriages and you'd yeah. see four. And if there was a fifth one, which the same energy, same power, same driver, same, it seems to me a very efficient thing to just add on an extra carriage. And that would be the difference between, I actually like standing, but, you know, it would be the, the, the difference between comfort and discomfort yeah. on an overcrowded train. Well, I mean, you do have, as was at certain times at that peak, uh, where you've got, say, a Rosslare train leaving here uh, at a busy time. You're obviously going to have the kind of mix of commuter traffic uh, or commuter customers uh, and longer-distance customers on the train at the same time. And, and that eases as the journey goes on. But you're right in terms of the, the, the need for additional carriages. What we do, we don't kind of split up and reform trains. What we do with the intercity trains that we use uh, these days as opposed to 
uh, in decades past. They operate in three, four or five uh, carriage sets. And we move those around, obviously, in terms of where the demand is uh, and to make sure that we're matching that as, as, as much as we possibly can. But 41 on the way, as I say, at the end of this year. We do have another 185 carriages on order. They'll start arriving next year. They'll start coming into service in 2025. And while there for the existing DART and for the, the Drogheda line and the Greater Dublin area, they're going to free up a lot of intercity carriages that okay. we can use around the rest of the network too. Uh, uh, okay, my biggest bugbear, the trolley is gone. I mean, yeah. like, the the situation is that you know, for a lot of journeys. Now, if I go from Dublin to Killarney and if I go, you know, even the Cork route and so on, I mean, I'm, I used to like the guys on the trolley. Do you know what I mean? And everyone would get in their way, which you have tea or coffee. And then on the way home, you get maybe those quarter bottles of wine and then you get the beer and, and you can get whatever you want. And I mean, it was one of the things that absolutely was a USP for rail over all other forms of public transport, namely, you know, the Lewis or uh, 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 buses and so on. And it's, it's, it's like, you know, you get ask the conductor, is the trolley coming back and say, ah, sure, you know, the buses in Houston, they wouldn't <laughs> give a damn about the con- uh, the punters. Uh, you know what I mean? So, I mean, like, is, I, is it I just you, you, could, you couldn't be arsed or what? I think you may be projecting your own voice there onto our very good team on board, uh, the train driving. Uh, look, firstly, we're back on Dublin to Cork. We, we, the catering has come back on Dublin to Cork, uh, and obviously that's very welcome. We have been working with, with caterers out there to try to restore further. Frankly, it, it, it came down the end to the exorbitant costs that were being quoted to us to get services, services back. We wanted to get some service back as quickly as possible, so the interim was well, measure is we're covered up in Cork while we're doing a national tender process. It, it, look, it's going to be a few months yet because we are working through that tender process. Uh, we do hope the costs that come this time are a good deal more realistic. But you're absolutely right. People love the, the catering service. They want it back. We want it back too. Like, do remember this. Them. In most stations, you take a reasonable country town like Arklow or Wicklow, there are no, there's no little kiosk in the station. So no, actually we, yeah, people yeah. people actually don't have an opportunity to get a coffee or something like that. And, you know, one of the things of rail, it is usually a longer journey than you would if you're motoring and so on. And, you know, like it's just unthinkable for motorists that they wouldn't have of a Circle K or something to pull into. I, I just think, like, uh, how elaborate it is. But, I mean, in the UK, when I was there living, they had one carriage, instead of the trolley going up and down, one carriage at the end. So you could actually stand at a bar. It was fantastic. You know, and, uh, you know, Cardiff to London and things like that. Like, if you actually look at the UK, there are simple solutions to this. Well, I mean, you've got a carriage that's dedicated to catering. You don't have number of seats and earlier you've ah, it's a kind of half carriage do you know what I mean yeah, you can squash them in like you know I, I, I think the, case, the, the, the trolley actually of our customers want uh, and I think that's the first and foremost what we're concentrated on getting back we have increased the number of retail units and, uh, and offerings at, at the stations uh, around the network obviously you know and, and we, we're wide open if people want to, to contact the CIE property team who look after that uh, in terms of any kind of kiosks or carts at stations we are absolutely wide open with that but you know, some stations are, are smaller, they're quieter, 
And I suppose kind of people who operate these services may not see that the return is there, but we're certainly open to that uh, and uh, there's very competitive rates. So I certainly encourage people to, as they contact our property team on that. All right. Well, the message is clear. Dumbass drivers, would you please check the height of your lorry, your HGV, because it is just causing huge problems to commuters by thoughtless uh, crashing into bridges all over the place. Barry Kenny, as always, the long-suffering corporate communications manager at Irish Rail, thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you, Ivan. And some texts on that. Staff in uh, Luke says, uh, staff in Pier Station handled the delay really well. There were no problems and the dart wasn't delayed by more than 16 minutes. Rail inspectors arrived quickly to inspect any damage. And John in Dublin says, why can't they put spikes on the road that pop up if a truck is about to hit a bridge and shred the tyres? And something similar, vans tried to run a light as a barrier is coming down. Okay, well, that might that might cause more pro- a solution that causes more problems. But thank you for that. Keep the text coming five three one zero six.